BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This crowd rises to its feet. Pataro slammed it home. Garland left wing, three ball. Perfect. Garland part of the lane, lobbed to Mobley. Pow! And Allen blocked the shot at the rim. Pow! With the left hand and a foul. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Cavs Media Family. I'm your host, Justin Rowan. The Chase Down is presented by Fubo TV. Watch over 100 channels of live sports and TV for half the cost of cable. There's no contract and no commitment. Try for free at FuboTV.com. The Cleveland Cavaliers did not get off on the right foot when it comes to this West Coast trip. They were not able to build upon the success of their win against the Golden State Warriors with a frustrating loss against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Joining me now to discuss it is my co-host Carter Rodriguez. Carter, how you doing, buddy? Well, I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that really set really is a microcosm for the night, it's the five second violation down six. Yeah, that <laughs> in the game. <laughs> it was not a fun one, Justin. Just one more turnover for the road. Uh yeah, it was <laughs> it was a, a very, very difficult night. And honestly, like when they came back against the Indiana Pacers and, and weren't ultimately able to pull away from that. I, I was frustrated. I was like, you know what? This is one that they really could have had. They just weren't able to capitalize. When they came back, they really made it a game in this one. And then it slipped away uh, out of their fingers. I was sitting there and I'm going to be ta- tough talking podcaster in my chair right now, Carter. I was like, you know what? They didn't deserve this one. They they did not deserve this win. And like, I just didn't want it to be a situation where, you know, bad habits were being reinforced and whatnot, because, you know, they do need to clean up some of the stuff. Some of the issues that we've seen in this game were recurring issues, and we know now that they are capable of playing better. We have seen them play really well against some good opponents, uh, come away with a quality win against the Knicks shorthanded with, with extra effort, really, you know, digging in deep against the Golden State Warriors. That wasn't the Cavs team we saw tonight. Yeah, well, and I think that's why it's especially disappointing is I, as always, uh, your expectations are going to color your personal reaction to these sorts of things. And like the 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 reality is um, you, the Cavs had this nightmare start to the year 
with all the with all the injuries and you know all all the all the all the health issues to start and they're still not healthy by the way um yep. but they put together their best 48 minutes of the season really i think kind of indisputably i don't think they put together four good quarters like that at any other point this year and so to, you're like to clarify okay. against golden state yes um and i and you kind of go into this one thinking okay they're they've got at least their starting lineup back they're a little bit more equipped to start making that push start showing us the team that we really thought we were getting to start the year and it's just a stinker they i mean they shoot 61 percent in the first quarter and are down seven because mm-hmm. they had nine turnovers um you know uh, the darius minutes have been really really rough eight turnovers in this one only three three-point attempts. It, I Donovan was one of nine from three. The Cavs are shooting uh, about thirty-one percent from three for the season right now, or thirty-two yeah. percent for from three for the season right now. Um, I'm I'm blaming you for Donovan. By the way, that one. I'm I'm blaming you for Donovan. Oh, yeah. You just I, had I, to bring up that he was averaging career best and everything, and then he has an eight for twenty-three night. And honestly, like I thought Donovan's night from an offensive standpoint, like. He wasn't taking a bunch of shots. I was like, ah, you know what? I'd like to have that one back or whatever. I thought offensively, I I was good with his game tonight. Some shots just didn't drop. He just wasn't getting the help from everybody else. And to me, one of the more deflating aspects of this game in particular was I thought they actually started on the right foot. I I thought they came out and were executing well offensively. And, you know, they they got out to an early six-point lead. And it was Darius that... He had those early turnovers that really seemed to hurt the momentum. A lot of those went for uh, easy baskets the other way um, and just forcing passes where they didn't need to be forced. And, um, you know, eight turnovers to to his nine assists uh, tonight, just too many times where I feel like in the past when Darius leaves his feet and gets an assist, it's usually he's making a read. I have an advantageous situation I'm leaving my feet to get a, the defender to react. And th- if they come up on me, I'm going to make a dump off pass or I'm going to throw a lob. If they're not, and they're still kind of playing off of me, I'm going to hit the floater or, you know, d- depending on where he is on the court, maybe he makes a kick out pass. Um, but too many times I feel like he's leaving his feet against a set defense and then making the read after uh, th- there was a play in the fourth quarter where I think he expected Evan Mobley to fill the lane and maybe Mobley should have filled the lane in that spot, but Mobley had not filled the lane and, and it was a bounce past it to an empty lane that, that went the other direction. Luckily, uh, Shade traveled on that one, but um, I, I just feel like he hasn't been his normal self and I feel like he's trying to get himself going with some kind of razzle dazzle and spectacular plays and it's just doing too much. Yeah, I mean, I, he's. It's not even just doing too much. It's 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 not being the organizer of the offense. Correct. Uh, I mean, it, it it's a lot of plays where he is just. And I don't know if it's the hammy. I don't know if it's the reps. I don't know uh, if there's anything else problematic. But like, he's just going into no win spots. And by the way, again, he is driving into congestion when he can just take shots. Yeah. Um. And and that is that's a tough pill to swallow, man. I know he's I know the jumper hasn't been falling for him, and you know, and and I'm sure that is a 
that's a contributing factor here. But at three only three three point attempts tonight. Um, it, it, I just I, I I can't help but be disappointed. I think both of us were really expecting and hoping for a breakout year for him, uh, where we both kind of were like, okay, he's gonna he's really gonna take this offense up to another level and. You know, with all this extra shooting, all this extra space on the floor, the Cavs' offense has been demonstrably, demonstrably worse uh, than last year. And some of that's due to playing some really strong defenses, but some of it's due to uh, poor execution and just not making shots or taking the wrong shots at the wrong time. And I don't know, man. Uh, it's uh, it, it feels like I, again. I think I'm. I think I'm especially uh, frustrated just because I was expecting them to have figured some stuff out. I, yep. I kind of feel like it was such a regression game. But, like, you know, we're eight games in, and I just don't know if the team has put three good quarters of basketball in a, together in a row more than once, mm-hmm. maybe twice. And, and, and this is where it's so hard because you want to be, you want that to be a definitive statement, but you also know you were playing Amani Bates and CPJ and, uh, you're you're playing your guys that you weren't even expecting to play uh, early in the year, so a lot of those quarters are you know are a little uh, colored by that. But I think we all just I think everyone's just kind of ready for it to start. You yeah. know, um, I, like the, these growing pains happening earlier in the season, you would be okay with that. You would be understanding. But unfortunately, we had the false start with those injuries. So you know. As much as intellectually we understand that this is going to take time, that, hey, Jared Allen's having his minutes managed right now. Darius clearly isn't all the way back from a conditioning standpoint. You're without Isaac Okoro, right? Like, there's so much context, and we understand that. But also, just, like, as a fan, you've burned through some patience already. And and it's not fair. It's silly, and I understand that. But I also have to acknowledge kind of how I feel. And it would be one thing, like, if the turnovers were coming as at the as the result of we're playing at an increased pace and therefore you know we're taking some chances to try to gain advantages in transition or uh, to to really like kind of promote movement within the offense that would be one thing. I, I got to laugh, Carter. You putting the the solo cam on yourself during my monologue is just great. This this is the post game uh, <laughs> type your, of stuff. Your you camera see. your camera got messed up, and I needed to reset it. Thank you oh. for uh, thank you for completely derailing the show. That's that's okay. You know what? It's it's post game was a lot of fun. There's turnovers in in the Chase Town podcast, just like there are on the court. Um, but if that was the reason for those turnovers occurring, I would be more understanding of that. But I really don't feel like that's the case. I I feel like there are, I think the most kind of relevant example is what you brought up earlier about Darius Garland not taking those three-pointers that are available to him. Because if you aren't taking those threes that are, you know, the defender is far enough away where you're going to get a, a pretty good look and you're driving into a contested defense, you are going to make things more complicated. You're going to make it much, much, much harder on yourself, and you're going to end up in situations where you're going to have turnovers, where you're going to have tough shots because you you drove into the teeth of the defense. They're just, on the whole, they're making things a little harder on themselves than they need to be. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's certainly fair. Um, you know, I think I think it's a it's a group that, you you hope for a little more continuity from them uh, to start the year. You hoped for 
uh, you know, all these preseason camps that, uh, you know, you, you hope that it would feel good. Uh, and it just doesn't feel that good right now. And, you know, we haven't had those stretches where, you know, really, if you, the other problem, I think, in terms of the kind of the vibes is the Cavs have had runs, but they're typically runs to take deficits from 12 to four or 14 to, to, to two. And those are nice, but like they're not quite the same as the Cavalanches that we kind of fell in love with these past couple of years, where all of a sudden uh, you're, you know, it's a competitive game and it's just over because the Cavs went nuts. We just aren't, we haven't had it once, uh, yeah. eight games in. And yeah. like you don't always get those, but good teams typically do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or, you know, every now and again. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, especially when you're looking at your peers in the conference, Boston, uh, you know, every time you look over, they've lost two in a row. Thank God my 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 psyche couldn't take this this uh, <laughs> this unstoppable run from them. But, you know, early in the years, every time you look over, they're up 30 or something like that. And then Milwaukee, I feel like they've they've been figuring things out and it just kind of doesn't feel like we figured stuff out yet. And yeah. that doesn't feel very good. Yeah, we, we got to get that cathartic kind of feel good blowout win it would be great to have it on this trip and you know that that is one of the nice things about when you do go on these uh road trips where you know there's no distractions of day-to-day life these guys are have opportunities to work through it thank goodness they have two days uh, off after this one i i feel like they came into this one feeling confident after their win against golden state and that came back to bite them like i i just don't think there was the same attention to the detail i don't think there was the same level of focus because like where are this obviously the turnovers stand out right when when you throw the ball to the opponent and they go running down the other way or you throw it off their foot and, and they go down the other way and score that's going to be frustrating but what really kind of grinded my gears in this one was the point of attack effort just wasn't there. They weren't getting into the ball and disrupting the offensive player's ability to get into the paint, you know, and disrupting the rhythm, making it harder for them. And they had done such a good job of it. And it would be so easy to sit here and say, well, you know, Isaac Okoro wasn't there. He's their best perimeter defender, but we saw them do such a phenomenal job against Gold State. We saw them do such a good job against the Knicks shorthanded where they were really digging into it. And we saw them do a very good job in the second half. They won the third and fourth quarters because they started digging in more defensively. Sure, there were still some lapses, but you're always going to be giving up something defensively. You're going to have lapses within the flow of a game. But if you're giving up a whole bunch of uncontested runs to the rim, it's going to make things a whole lot more difficult. And like looking at it, Last year, the Cavs were 15th in terms of frequency of shots at the rim. You know, Mobley and Allen cleaned up for a lot of that, but they allowed quite a bit of penetration from the point of attack. Coming into tonight, they were 7th because they were doing such a good job making up for it. Maybe some of that was even the absence of Jared Allen knowing we don't have that same level of back-level protection, so we have to really be uh, assertive at the point of attack. But they were doing a great job forcing teams to play from mid-range. And I think you see a good example of this with the Milwaukee Bucks, where you look at Brooke Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo, and both of those guys, you know, they were in a debate of which one deserves Defensive Player of the Year last year. And, okay, we're going from Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen and all the, these, you know, point-of-attack defenders, but we have Giannis and uh, Brooke to clean up behind me. 
you know, that's not as effective if you're allowing those clean runs to the rim. Uh, Milwaukee is uh, near the bottom when it comes to uh, their defensive rating early in the year just because that point of attack defense wasn't at the same level. And I think it's the same thing for Cleveland. If you're going to be playing with a smaller backcourt and smaller wings overall, the effort has to be there. Otherwise, Mobley and Allen aren't going to be able to clean up everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I do also think they kind of got punked to start the game, to be completely honest. I think there was a degree of, you know, Giddy went, Giddy is an enormous point guard, and he went straight into uh, Darius's chest a few times, got clean, easy looks, uh, knocked him back, uh, and I thought the Cavs maybe overreacted a little bit there. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's just, um, it was just pretty rough, man. Uh, and a lot of it was just Shay. Shay, Shay walked to his spots. He walked to his spots. There was, and I don't know if it's, there was fear about his foul drawing ability, which is prodigious. He grabbed 13 free throw attempts, um, uh, mostly on, you know, a lot of that, uh, foul baity kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but but man, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty pervasive, you know? Um, really the only times I felt like the Cavs were consistently making it hard on OKC was when like Isaiah Joe was out there running point. Right. Um, uh, it, it just was a, a, a trailer, just a really bad effort. I thought it was the worst of the year by a lot. Um, and you know, uh, I, luckily the Cavs aren't in the West. That's what I'll say, mm-hmm. you know? where uh, a a rough start to your year uh could be the difference between you know uh, a one or a two seed and like the play in um where i think the east is just a lot more flat you know the yeah. cavs uh win you have a lot games, of teams you know, going through changes yeah they're two games back of the four seed you know um uh, early on and i promise that's not seed watch more just about um kind of how how flat uh, everyone out east is it has been yep. but like you know the 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 point differential stuff is scary i they're down 10 a lot right now yeah a yeah. lot and they got they got to start off better like that that's that's the bottom line because they are using up so much energy to come back in these games and that's not where you want to be you you want to be more consistent you want to start start off well and you know I, I'm not playing armchair psychologist or anything like that, but sometimes I think, you know, they look around and they're like, hey, this is the most talent that I've had around me. This is a, a great roster. We we should be kind of cruising to victories. And the league is just so talented right now. And uh, especially when you look at, at the schedule to start the year, like they have been playing team, only teams with top 10 offensive ratings. Like they, they have been playing teams that have real serious goals this season. And, you are going to have to come out and you have to set the tone. You have to uh, dictate uh, the, the terms of combat pretty much and say, we're playing Cavs basketball tonight. We're, we're going to, you know, put pressure on the rim. We're, we're going to force you uh, off the three-point line and we're going to prevent you from getting to the rim and force you to take mid-range shots. Like that's Cavs basketball and the identity of this team is a team that works hard. They're not going to be able to just out-talent and, and cruise to victories when when you know the the league is as talented as it is yep you know, you're you're absolutely right you know um and uh, uh ugh, just a rough one man 
it, it is a rough one and i apologize carter you i mentioned this on the last podcast but you do such a good job as a producer and dealing with technical issues on the fly and right now it seems like i'm having some camera issues so apologies to the youtube audience but you know that is a third-party app i should clarify that's causing some of these issues none of these issues are caused by our wonderful partner zoom because support for this podcast and the following message comes from zoom half a million businesses connect using zoom a single platform for phone chat workspaces events apps and video zoom enables real-time collaboration for teams around the globe zoom how the world connects bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Carter, I do want to give... That one's not going to make it onto the ad reel, man. No, no, but it is important to clarify that it is not a Zoom issue. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Karis LeVert because I I thought he was the best Cavalier tonight. I thought he was one of the few guys that was actually getting out there and, you know, getting into the offensive player and making it difficult for them to dribble. I thought his defensive effort was very, very good tonight. I listened to the OKC broadcast uh, for a quarter. I love being able to do that. Uh, on league pass just to to hear what they're saying and they were very complimentary uh, of his defense and uh you know career high uh 16 free throw attempts he he looked over at Shea Gilgis Alexander he's like we're roughly the same build I'm 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 going to play like you tonight and uh you know him going out there 29-5-5 um just a really really nice effort from uh Karis LeVert on on a night where not a lot of people had it going in, in a two-way manner it was really funny watching the uh, watching our Discord uh, game thread uh, channel because uh, someone kind of mentioned that you know they they're really enjoying watching Karis this season because uh, he's the only player who's decisive who doesn't dribble too much who shoots when he's open. I'm like what? 
Look what at a, our guy. Look at our guy, Karis LeVert. Yeah, I mean, we've been making a lot of monkey paw jokes uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this year. But, like, uh, you know, those are the things we've been begging Karis to do. We have uh, won, but at what cost? We, yeah. You know, everybody <laughs> has got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and you know, Karis has, uh, been, I, I, I agree with the summary, you know, like he's, he's the only player right now, maybe short of Donovan. Well, definitely short of Donovan who's catching and immediately lunging into that first step attack, uh, off the dribble. He's getting cleaner angles to the rim than he he's gotten in his entire Cavaliers tenure. I think the three pointer has been up and down a little bit recently, but I think the form still looks really good. I think the. Uh, the interior passing has been really, really strong. Um, I thought he was the only one who even stood a chance against SGA tonight. I think yep. everyone else was just getting run off the floor. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's one of those ones where like, don't let the box score lie to you. Yes, he was minus fourteen, um, which was worst on the team, but I I really do think he was crucial to them even staying close. Yeah, I, I was going to say this is one of those games where single game plus minus doesn't tell the full story because, you know, the Cavs starters uh, came in early in the fourth quarter when OKC uh, had a lot of their bench guys on, uh, made a run then to, to close the, the gap and, and get back into this game. And um, Karras, you know, he, he was giving really strong effort throughout the night. And um, I, I do want to give some credit to Evan Mobley as well. Um I thought how he got to his points was a little inconsistent tonight where there was times where could have been a, a little bit more decisive, but overall did have an, an efficient night uh, getting 22 points. Not a, a great night on the glass, but there also wasn't a lot of defensive rebounds to collect because uh, the Cavs were just allowing so many baskets for OKC. Weird uh, game. I mean, uh, SGA and Holmgren led the Thunder with seven. You know, and Struce yeah. had seven for us. No one, no one even had eight rebounds. I, I'll bet that hasn't happened in an NBA game in a long time. Yeah, there, there was you know forty-one rebounds on both sides, um, equal on, sixty-seven when, free throw attempts. Yeah, the uh, sixty-four points in the paint for the Cavs, sixty for OKC. Like it, it was just one of those nights. So you know, uh, misses have to occur for rebounds to be there. Um, but you know, I, I. I just want to see you know him get a little bit more comfortable i think uh the stops and starts to the season the inconsistency with who's been in the lineup um has led or you know at least contributed to some uneven play but the reality is like what we talked about coming into this season was Darius garland and evan mobley need to take a step up because their progress is going to dictate the ceiling of this team because we know how good donovan mitchell is we know that jared allen is a top 10 center and and a really effective player that works with these guys those are our big swing pieces those are the guys that when they are at their best the Cavs go from a good team to a great team and they really are drivers of success on both ends of the court so I just think that at times you see uh, Evan Mobley show the the polish show the processing uh and the composure that we expect from him and other times it just looks a little hesitant or it looks like he's pressing just a little bit and um i i think he's taking steady steps towards being as effective as a scorer as he has been in the past um but there's still times where it looks just a little bit uneven um but we definitely have to give him credit for the defensive end of the court because he, he was once again uh phenomenal I, I thought a lot of the breakdowns were happening at the point of attack but uh, in terms of, you know, his ability to clean up 
a lot of miscues. It could have been uglier than it was if you didn't have uh, Evan Mobley out there and and the minutes that Jared Allen uh, played as well. Yeah, I th- I think one thing I'd like Mobley to t- kind of learn from his uh, his front court Pierre and Allen is Allen just attacks the rim with a lot more force than Evan does. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the spots where Evan and and, and like all, a lot of the spots where Evan's bringing the ball down, pump faking to try to get flybys, like Jared's just kind of attacking with more reckless abandon, with more physicality, and like. You know, there. I I just want to see him do that. Like Jarrett got nine free throw attempts in this game, uh, by just going into Chet's chest with when he had advantage. Like now, there were times where Chet got Allen just as good as Allen got him because he didn't have advantage. So it was like, but like if you already got a step, you gotta you gotta like you know get a shoulder into his chest and accentuate the angle you already have. Yeah. Um, and, and Mobley doesn't really do that right now. I think that's one of the reasons we like him against fours compared to fives is, um, he just doesn't, he just doesn't play with that, that forward force a lot. And it's not about being, you know, it's, again, I don't think Jared is like demonstrably stronger than Evan. Mm-hmm. I just think it, it it's a style thing and, yeah. and an application of, of, of how he's using his, his body on the way to the rim. Um, and so that would be the one note, but yeah, I thought he had a really nice game overall. Uh, I mean, 22 points, um, uh, an efficient shot died. He made his free throws. I didn't think he took a lot of shots that made me cringe. Um, you know, not, not a lot of turnovers, despite those active hands that OKC has like the driving floater in the fourth was really, really nice. Very nice. Very nice to see. So, um, I, I, I think. I I wouldn't put this one. I, I don't know if I would. I want to say anyone on the Cavaliers played particularly well except Karis, but you know I I think Evan kind of has to be the 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 next uh, the next domino. Yeah, uh, I, honestly, I might be put Jared Allen uh, ahead of him. I I really liked the minutes that Allen played, and you know it, you wish that that he wasn't working his way back from his injury, and you could get the normal kind of thirty four minutes you would see from Jared Allen in a matchup like this, but. Uh, 14 and six, three stocks in 25 minutes. Um, I really liked, you know, taking it at Chad Holmgren. Like, like you said, like how decisive he is and just the, the way that he attacks, like he doesn't attack the rim in a variety of ways, but he's decisive and he goes up strong. And maybe, you know, Evan's trying to make the read of, okay, do I go floater here? Am I looking to make the read as a passer? Like there is more responsibility on his shoulders this season. So, I, I think he's thinking a little bit too much uh, and it's just not instinctive at this point. And again, some of that could be attributed to different guys in and out of the lineup and just how disjointed the teams felt overall. But that decisiveness, especially for someone with like the, the quick twitch ability and the, the second jump ability, really, where he can go up and catch a high pass and go up strong uh, for a dunk as well. Um, like that's stuff that he flashes and, and that's part of why he's such a good finisher at the rim. But, you know, sometimes just recognizing when you have, uh, when you're catching the ball with advantage and, and you're able to go up strong, just going up strong and putting your body. I think that's a really smart note, but I did want to give a shout out to Jared Allen. Cause I, I did like seeing him, you know, put Chet under the basket, uh, get, uh, him into early foul trouble. Like all of that stuff w- was really encouraging. And frankly, I like, 
I've been very encouraged with what I've seen from Jared Allen um, since he's come back from the injury. I think he's moving around really well. It doesn't look like he's, you know, cringing or, or, or still dealing with lingering effects. And it just really feels like the team took the right approach with him, took the necessary time, brought him back at the right time. And even though you could use more minutes from Jared Allen early on, you're still giving him that runway to get the conditioning back, making sure you're not overworking him playing the 82 game approach, knowing that you're going to need him healthy and effective in the playoffs when, when you do get there. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fair, and I do agree. I think, as I mentioned on the last pod, they do feel like they're at their best when those two are out there together still. Yeah. Um, I thought their passing off of Holmgren to one another when the defense was set was really, really good. Um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Chet had a very nice game, so it's not like they completely neutralized him, but I thought they did, you know, I thought they did as good of a job. I, I felt the most comfortable, you know, I, I think, okay, so you kind of identified over the course of this game of like, when SJ has the ball, we're not running screen and roll action. Yes. <laughs> I'm worse off with Evan or Jared on me. I'm just going to go cook, you know, Max Struess or Darius or Donovan. And I'm going to, I'm going to walk to my spot and just and take, take a pull up and bet that, you know, whatever spacer the bigs are on, they're not going to want to leave them. Yeah. Um, and uh, correct choice. Yeah. Uh, I, I would argue. So, um, Shout out I, I to think, Max Drews, by the way, four or six yeah, from three. Yeah, uh, yeah, Getting nice that percentage back up. It's nice to see his uh, him have a, a, a solid game. Um, still filling the the stat sheet. It's just you know, it, I I just man, it was just a, not a fun one. Um, and I, I just think uh, 
I think this fan base is just really thirsty for like a three game win streak, you know, mm-hmm. some something just to make it feel like, oh, okay, there, there you are, Peter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, that that uh, I think in the meantime, it, it's probably just going to feel a little sloggy. I can't reiterate enough, though, uh, the reality that if they started out seven and one, and then they had a three and five stretch at the game 32 mark. I just don't think we're feeling this way. <laughs> I just think yeah. it's really bad timing because, you know, everyone's coming off the, the one and four against the Knicks, you know, like in that matters. It adds uh, when you're looking for good vibes and you're getting bad vibes. Um, that, that just, that does affect the, the mood and, you know, you just kind of hope that the locker room is resilient enough to not get into too deep of a funk because, you know, I we talked to Donovan about this at Media Day, but I feel like this is a team that really does need to play with a looseness and a joy and, and a fun. Um, and I think that's what's so hard about when things aren't going your way early in a season is you have to try to somehow make a thing that is not very fun right now fun. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know... Uh, locker rooms have to be really re- resilient for that reason yeah and, and you got guys that take a lot of pride in their craft and how good they are as players and they get frustrated when you know they're, they're losing and i think that's what leads to some of the pressing you see right they're trying to do a little bit too much right it's like you said if this occurred in the middle of the season i i think you know there would still be panic and unease but it, it would be less so uh because it wasn't the start of the year and we did have, you know, January where 16 games played 500, eight and eight. You had the the five game losing streak early in last year and all that's good and all that's, you know, useful context. But I think the most important thing is we, we need to see it. We need to see these stretches of consistent basketball where, okay, the lapses they have only lasted for four minutes instead of a quarter or, uh, you know, they put together these runs, they, they blew out a good team. You get that feel good win. They just need to start doing that. And, you know, they're probably like looking at this now, like I think it's fair to expect that there's going to be more hiccups along the way. Um, but, you know, you've you've got two days off, you got a big test against Golden State. You know that they're going to be wanting to get revenge. Playing uh, in Golden State is not easy. Uh, that's not exactly what I would call a get right game. But, you know, if you get it, it can feel pretty damn good. A uh, little bit of an injury update before we wrap this thing up. It is late. Big thanks to everyone that, that tuned in live and is sticking with us. Uh, Chris Fedor uh, did mention um, that uh, spoke to some people. Isaac Okoro, um, he, it's still the same knee that was bothering him in the playoffs. Um, this is something that he was playing through, but the team's taking a cautious approach, similar probably to what we saw with Jared Allen. It does not expect him against Golden State. So uh, they will once again need to dig in and provide that point of attack. Uh, defense uh, by committee and that's reporting from Chris Fedor we'll see how he feels over the next two two days nothing's official yet um, but just you know no noteworthy context there and uh, obviously we, we hope that uh, Isaac feels better as as soon as possible it's freaking lingering as injuries man it just feels like they're so hard to action so hard to know you know what you know you just want clarity and i feel like we don't really have much uh these days with a lot of these uh these lingering injuries which stinks yeah and, and to top it all off i think i'm dealing with like some plantar fasciitis carter like this is just you know 
that's 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 the real i'm concern. sorry buddy that's the real concern at the end of the day it's impacting my podcast performance let's be real big thanks to everyone that tuned in live on youtube we, we know this is a, a late one not a lot of fun after that okc game but still you know plenty plenty of time to get this right and plenty of things to discuss so we appreciate you guys sticking with us uh, make sure you like and subscribe click notification bell so you know when we're going live if you're listening via podcast and you want to support us leave us rating leave a review subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe and help cook those books if you want to be part of the chase down's exclusive discord chat send a screenshot of the review to chase down at gmail.com however you choose to support us we really do appreciate it make sure you guys are staying safe out there until next time go Cavs. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 